we out here in the UK. Um, I got my guys with me. We're doing another episode of Entrepreneur Enthusiast. Uh, it's been dope out here. You guys just landed. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was your flight? Uh, it was cool, man. We was I ain't gonna lie. We was in the back of the plane. Okay, no wrong with that. No wrong with that. Yeah, I'm my friend tonight. It was great though, man. It was, it was, I'm glad to be. He was sitting up like this the whole yeah, time. Can't lean back at can't all. Can't lean back. <laughs> they, they uh, the, my boy Dave told me because we 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 got blessed and got upgraded. Yeah. So I was in bed mode the whole time. He was like, nah, in the back they got relaxed mode. <laughs> you see, like, you go like that. Yeah. You know. So that was that. That was the experience. That flight was what eight hours. Yeah, about seven and a half, eight. That's not too bad. Yeah. I did uh, 17 hours in the middle seat from Australia one time. In the middle seat? In the middle seat. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> no, in the middle seat. A, we did a flight to uh, to Bali. It was like maybe like 20-something hours. Yeah. And I was telling my mom we landed. I was like, yeah, you just landed. Imagine you got nine hours left on the flight. It's not enough movies, not enough sleeping pills, not yeah, enough nothing. <laughs> not enough nothing to get back and be like, I'm still on this airplane. Yeah. I'm still on this airplane. And you, how, you, you guys are on the same flight? Yeah. Nice, nice. What brings you to the UK? Oh uh, man, it's it's active, man. Yeah. I, lo- I love it out here. It reminds me of home in New York. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm, I got some merch theory going on. Yeah. Came to shop with you. It's a big New York vibe out here. Absolutely. I peeped it. Like when I came, when I landed, I was like, okay, it's no offense in New York, but I was like, okay, it's dirty. We took the subway yesterday. <laughs> no rats though, no rats. But it was like, okay, they got the tagging all over here. They got the subways that connect. Like, it's been cool, man. I haven't had no service, which has kind of been a blessing for me because like mm-hmm. I can, I, I, I've been able to disconnect except for when I get Wi-Fi. But I've been able to forcefully disconnect from everything back home and kind of just hone in and focus. And one thing I. Um, we we ate, we got some good food yesterday, which was really dope. Um, we went to a, a restaurant. I, I forgot the name, but um, we had uh, it was like a steakhouse. Um, and the difference in the quality of food out here than where we at is like like we, we you know we don't get that pure stuff. Yeah, <laughs> take all the preservatives out. So I had a preservatives list burger, which was. <laughs> Delicious, you know. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah it's, it's delicious, man. So it was like pretty good, you know. Out here, have you been out here before? No, nah, it's my first time. First time, but you travel a lot. Yeah, yeah. Where's your best place that you like to go? Uh, Egypt for the experience and yeah. what it meant to me. I want to put that on the list. Yeah, it's it's worth it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bali was dope too, man. We went out there for our honeymoon actually, and it's yeah. just like. Uh, usually I go on vacation and you can relax, but like Bali, like you relax, like I ain't no spot to relax. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know if I know how to do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get that right spot because everybody's chill, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's, it's small, um, they don't have a whole bunch to do, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So you really are just sitting in probably some of the most beautiful places you've ever seen. Mm. So um, I really enjoyed it there. But, yeah. But and then. Rio's fun too if you ever get a chance to go to Brazil. Man, you know all the fun places, man. Yeah. Hey, if you go yeah. travel, do it right. Yeah. There, there's a uh, like a, a digital nomad, like, like they're going to Costa Rica, and a lot of them are going to uh, Cartagena right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are going to those two places to to, to get the the digital uh, going. Um, I haven't really heard much about Brazil, but a lot of people are just moving out the states to just you know 
because you can live anywhere, kind of, you know, do everything. Um, I know you travel a lot. You hopefully get a honeymoon soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> real soon, real soon. I, um, me and my wife, we didn't get, we didn't go to honeymoon because she was, she was already pregnant. Yeah. And we uh, we went on a pre-honeymoon before our honeymoon to check out where we were going to have our honeymoon, <laughs> which was fine with me. She was sick the whole time, but I enjoyed it because it was like a 1200 a night hotel type yeah. thing. Yeah. Her pops had paid for it for us to sample. And so I got to enjoy, I, I'm enjoying all the amenities, yeah, like all, all the yeah. amenities. And then the place, it, probably the nicest hotel I ever stayed in, it was in uh, Napa Valley. And um, it was on the winery, and each room was its own cabin, and it had an outside shower and tub situation. They brought like they brought me cookies and milk to the room, like at night, like warm cookies and milk, like. And then, yeah, they had a, the front patio was had a fireplace. Like I felt bad because my wife was sick, like, and she was just inside the the room, and I'm I'm like I'm about to enjoy this. I'm about to, like, somebody got to enjoy it. Like I'm not. Gonna I gotta see it. We gotta yeah, see this for us. For real. And like <laughs> my, my favorite breakfast is Webos Rancheros. So I got to go down and pick my egg. Oh, and like they had a, like a little farm. I got to pick my egg and bring it up to the chef. And they was able to crack the egg like right there live. And it's like best hotel I've ever been in two hands down. Like yeah, and uh, fortunately it burned down with the, the California fires. Mm -hmm. Like literally a few months right after that. Mm -hmm. And it burned down. But it was like it was a real dope vibe, real dope vibes, like good for like my mental, just to be out and open and get out in the space. Um, and I know we we focusing on that when we go to Puerto Rico. Am I saying it right? We're going to Puerto Rico, right? DR. DR. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We need to go to Puerto Rico. DR, PR, you know DR, PR. We going to DR. Uh, and I and I missed I missed the last trip because um, I have my, my flight anxiety. Mm -hmm. uh, this actually is my first international trip before, and I I, I was getting anxiety for this one. <laughs> like you said, sounds like you gotta go. Right? But I had too much riding. And I was like, you know what? Just just do it. You know. So like, mine comes from like being away from my kids, being away from my family. Like with COVID, we were just so packed up together and like did so many things together. Um, what was the experience like in the DR? Like, what did I miss? Man. I saw it on the gram. I was yeah, kind of like man. having the FOMO. Like. <laughs> nah, it was amazing, man. Like for for it to be the first time that we collaborated and did something like that. Yeah. Like the the setting was beautiful. The sun, the way the sun rose and set was just yeah peaceful. The pool, the waves, and the beach. Chef Ty was able to really make magic with what mm -hmm. we had. Like we literally went to the fish markets and picked the lobsters and oh, picked man. the snappers and man. picked the shrimp. Like it was different. Yeah. Everything was fresh. The workshops were amazing. We had a yoga instructor come through and just teach. It was a flow, Yeah. you know? So it was so amazing that we're just like, nah, we, this is the exact vibe we want yeah. to create, which is why we're doing it again. What, what was the why initially? Like I see, I, I understand the, the vibe, but what was that why? Like why, what what came about that you were like, let's go do this trip and why now? In DR specifically? Yeah. Well, from the standpoint that I have a friend who lives out there, yeah. Las Terenas, um, Dominican Republic, which is two hours outside of Santo Domingo. He's been on the ground 
literally just scouring different places since he moved there yeah. last year. And DR has always been a place that I just felt connected to personally. Yeah. Just from growing up in the Bronx, having a lot of friends who are Dominican, yeah. just understanding that culture. I speak a little Espanol myself. Thank you. Thank you. And it just made sense. You know, it just made sense. And once we were able to really get the setting, it you can take this. It really, it really popped it off. Yeah. And that's what I feel like made it special because of the intention on, you know, really wanting to help other people grow. Yeah. And it did that. And one thing I want to add as far as something that we did, I thought was pretty monumental for, even for me, was we went to um, this small school in like a village mm -hmm. and helped out this group of kids. We donated supplies and yeah. going through like activities and stuff with them. And it was just very, very humbling. It's one thing I appreciate about traveling, period. It was humbling to see the experiences that they were going through, but still being able to find that joy to have their parents come in. There was one guy came in, he was so proud of his son. Yeah. He pulled up pictures, couldn't speak no, no type of yeah. English, so we trying to figure it out. But he showed me like his son going through like the colors and all this other stuff. And he was just so beaming with pride and just to be able to see that pure joy, that pure happiness, regardless of what was around them yeah and you talk about like mental health and just getting to those spaces that's something that helped with me and, and my mental health even because you know we all struggle with our stuff yeah but going out there and seeing you know there's a lot more to life than the things you have and that you don't have um so it was just a, a real strong appreciation for for what the the true joys of life turns out to be did you know what you were expecting from the trip uh, not really, to be yeah. honest with you, man. Like, I went down there, yeah. you know, off the street. I knew that we, you know, I'm a, he'll tell you, I'm a pretty business analytical mind. Yeah. So I'm like, I know what we need to do. Let's go down there and knock it out. But being down there with the group of people that we had is just refreshing. And a lot of times, or sometimes, like, you don't know what you're going to get out of it. And yeah. then you leave almost like a changed person. Different perspective, different vibe. Like, we were down there with friends that became even closer friends because you have that time to sit and talk and grow with people. So yeah. It was it was dope, man. When you, it's crazy because, like, you know, growing up in, because um, you're you from um, New York, the Bronx. Mm. You're from Columbus, Columbus, Georgia. Little bit of town, man. Yeah, small town. Like, I'm from L.A., so we've seen our versions of poverty. Mm. But then when you leave and you see poverty, you see real poverty. <laughs> it's like, okay, like, you know, people are really living out here. I remember my first experience was in South Africa and we went to Deep Soup. And in Deep Soup, people are living, like this room we're in is bigger than people's houses mm -hmm. and has more electricity than the people that didn't have any electricity. So we were in there and and it's, it's crazy because the same day we went to the richest person in um, South Africa's like house and had dinner with them, like with people serving us dinner and all that. Right before that, we were in Deep Soup playing with these kids, seeing them and like they, they had, they don't have really toys, so they had paint cans and they would stack the paint cans on top of each other and they would run and see who could jump the highest over it. And that was, that was their game. Like, and it was like, we built up so much excitement. I started playing with them and I'm like, this is fun. Like, they had little of nothing and they, they made it and they didn't even realize what they were missing out on, you know? So seeing people that are happy to get fresh water, 
electricity, like the basic needs, like can change a perspective mm -hmm. on things Thank like for granted, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so with within within that now we decided to do it again. Um, and what's the, what's the purpose and what's the why to go ahead and, and do it again and kick it off? Man, well, to do it better. Yeah. To do it better. To to bring on people like yourself. Yeah. To really give. I was already on. I just didn't yeah, go. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, but they don't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like these the new crop of people who are going to come this yeah. time, they don't know that. So. Mm -hmm from the standpoint of giving the best parts of the experience, like going back to the school, mm -hmm. bringing Chef Todd back for uh, the food mm -hmm. to, to cook, uh, bringing back the exact same setting to get that same sunset and that yeah. same wake up, because the wake up is different, bro. Mm. It's just a better feeling, it's a freeing feeling. So this time around, really just enhancing the experience so yeah. that way, once people see this, we're able to do it quarterly yeah and then expand out to other places and not just in dr but be able to pick out okay this is exactly how the experience should feel mm -hmm. so now when we travel to different countries and we're doing market research we know exactly what we're looking for yeah to know yeah. be successful no that, that, that's important um and I, I know we had discussions we've had discussions for years about like something like this because you know you, you travel and like you don't really always get to tap into all the senses of traveling right you all you, you tap into the fun sense right yeah. but you don't get to tap into the other pieces of it and it's important and it's like a lot of people we know don't even get out of their like hometown like like they're not even on the outside you know and you get you know growth for growth from that um mm -hmm. and so with, with your foundation like did that did you bring anything back from that to just, you know, impact and implementing your foundation? Um, yeah, in multiple ways. So two of my team members actually were out there with nice. me, so that helped. Um, but also just seeing, um, like when we came back with something that we're working on trying to get implemented uh, with the schools is just leveraging relationships that we have to better serve. So yeah. like one of my friends is working in the medical field. So we're trying to see if we can get some type of medical partnership to, to give them services, whether yeah. it's medicine or whatever it is that we can do to help out with that. But coming back to be able to say like, as you said, like we don't, they don't have much and we're, we've been blessed enough to have quite a bit. Yeah. So how can we leverage what we have to really give back? T tell me about your foundation. So it's called Beats and Books. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a music, a nonprofit music industry uh, education program, mm -hmm. basically. So what we do, uh, we stand on three pillars is engage, empower, employ. So we introduce students, usually about middle school, high school, all the way up through college. We introduce them to the music industry, give them like, whether it be you're in studio doing pop-up sessions and stuff like that, mm -hmm. to doing hands-on workshops and certifications, all the way to the employee piece, which is giving them actual jobs in the industry. So to date, you know, we've been blessed enough to work with more than 2,000 kids. We've employed 60, nice. uh, 60 plus. Um, work with all type of Grammy Award winners and nominated yeah. multi-platinum. Just really my the entire goal is to break down the walls between like the Hollywood glitz and glamour of the industry and where those students are. Because I remember what it was like when I didn't know nothing. I didn't yeah. know anybody trying to figure it out. And it's like a lot of times you don't have those people that are reaching out to give you a hand to, to help you get whatever. I was like, well, if I have the ability to, and the same thing with how Evan and I connected is like, well, 
if I can help you, why not? Yeah. Let me do what I can to make. Not everybody easy. has that mentality. Some people just like. True. I ain't gonna help you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and and fair enough. But in my mind, bro, like I know that I wouldn't be here if I didn't have certain people that did. Yeah. Know, whether it's mentors or teachers or you know my mom or something. Like I realize how important those experiences, those little times, or even if somebody holds the door for you when you're having a bad day or smiles, yeah. or, you know, have a good day or something like that can be pivotal in people's lives. Yeah. So I saw how impactful the small pieces of help that people gave me throughout my life was, mm -hmm. I was like, so that's why it's so important. That's why it's so important to give back. So what, what was your your why of just starting a foundation? Because that's another level. You can give back, but yeah. then to actually go into starting a foundation, mm -hmm. what was your why? Because I ain't have it. To mm -hmm. be honest with you, man, mm -hmm. I was like, it's, I, I was, and I say a blessing because it is a blessing. I was blessed enough to find pretty decent success in the industry pretty quickly. Yeah. And it was honestly like, one, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was. Yeah. There's just so many things that are unknown for people that it makes it a little bit harder to navigate. But when I got to, to a certain level, I looked around and my peers, they were doing great, you know, great hit records, all this stuff, but contracts weren't taken care of. Mm. They're, um, they didn't know how to do their balance sheets and all this. There was, there was a, a certain level of knowledge and acumen that the majority of people around me were not having. Yeah. So it started from that core of we've got to educate our people because yeah. we have all these basketball players, we have all these entertainers and stuff that they try to corner us in and put us as these type of people. Well, it's like, yeah, we can do that with our talent, with our skills, but let's bring the knowledge, let's bring the education, let's bring because yeah. that wisdom turns into power when you're applying it appropriately. Did you, did you watch the, uh, the Shaq documentary? So he, he had a documentary and one thing that stuck out what he said was he was ready because he was at LMU mm -hmm. and he was ready to go pro one year and um, his mom asked can you balance a checkbook and he tried and he was like no and she was like you're not ready mm -hmm. like you're not ready so then the next year he came back and he got he got the checkbook and he balanced it mm -hmm. and she was like all right you ready like <laughs> that that literacy is important because right. like I asked somebody the question the other day uh, like interviewed DJ Friction like what was his big check like his first big check moment mm -hmm. and a lot of times you know we get older and we get our first big check it's really not a big check but mm -hmm. because as you get the check it's yeah. like this is a big it check a like check. It's the check like I got it and it's like having that first big check moment and then you spend it on all the expenses and it's like it's gone mm. it, it was already gone before you got it, got it yeah. <laughs> you, you got it so what, what was your like first big check moment and experience in that just in life yeah first big check what are we talking that's big Whatever you was like, what did you tell us? Whatever you felt at the time was like. I mean, there's been there's been certain moments that was big to me, just because of the different lanes that I've jumped in. Like yeah. the first time that I became a life coach, like mm -hmm. certified in 2020, and I got my first client, that was a cash app check. Mm -hmm. That was 125 dollars. Yeah. That was big to me. Yeah. Because that showed me somebody is willing to pay for my service, mm -hmm. right? That I was getting an ROI on this education that I just mm -hmm. got. And they continued to come back to me yeah. and went into my program, which turned into a bigger check. Yeah. So that's a big check to me. Yeah. But a big check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget, man, my client, Archer, 
after you know months of you know being courted and and, and working on how we're going to close this publishing deal and we closed a million dollar deal mm -hmm. and when i got my you know management percentage my bank account changed overnight yeah quite <laughs> large yeah yeah, yeah pretty, pretty significant yeah so that was uh but nothing changed the day after from the sense of i was real sick mm. and so i knew that you know having bread is cool but feeling better and being well and i don't mean like sick just like a cold like the flu like nah i had some serious things yeah. going on where i couldn't enjoy the money if i wanted to I'm, yeah you know in the situation but that really let me know that God is saying, like, look, I could bless you like this, mm -hmm. but I need you to take care of yourself on mm -hmm. this side. Man, that alignment is so important. So it was my, a big check. Yeah. It was a big lesson. Like, yeah. all right, like, you can have this, but I'm going to yeah. take it away from you if you don't do what you need to do over here. Man, so that's how I live my life he'll, principle. He'll do that. And we're, we're, so basically, you weren't prepared. No. And now, you know, you position yourself to be prepared. Take me through that, like, to get to that mentality what strength and discipline did it take? Man, there's so many, to be yeah. honest, because there's so much persistency that you have to have mm -hmm. in running that marathon. Mm -hmm. Because there's going to be a bunch of bumps in the road that try to derail you. You know, something in the contract that you just know that it's just not right. Mm -hmm. What do you do then? You just accept it? You just lay down and just take it? No, you, you got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. Even if somebody is shining something bright in your face on this side, you got to always check the details on this side. Mm -hmm. And if you don't even know what to look for, then you need to go back and prepare yourself. Yeah. What does preparation look like for me? I, I mean, like, I've never been in the music industry before. So what Tori's talking about with his organization, yeah. I could have learned something. Learn that. I had to go read a book and go apply it in real life. Yeah. Like, I'm grateful for mentors, too. I have an attorney who's had my back since I was a teenager. Yeah. So I know that whenever he's looking at a contract, I know he's looking in my best interest. Yeah, because they don't, they, don't, they don't teach you those things. Like, it, it's needed, you know? You don't understand that. Like, even my experience with that, I don't know if I, I, I shared it with you. My, uh, I was supposed to be West Coast Diddy. <laughs> For real. Now, I, I think we talked about that. Like, I had a few people, because I was AR, AR engineering. I had a few people coming to my house. Cause I, had, I had a space, yeah. so I had a studio. You know, and, and this is 2005, you know, 2004, 2005, yeah. where it was expensive to have a, to have yeah. a computer, to have the equipment. Yeah, the real equipment. Yeah, the real equipment. So I had a studio, but I didn't know what I had. And I had artists coming through, you know, but I didn't know what I had. My friends would come over, waste time, sit around, mm -hmm. smoke, drink, eat not really be super productive like you're talking about an eight hour day productive for 30 minutes you know at most you know <laughs> and, and it was just like i didn't know if i would have had something like that then i would have been able to say okay let's let's get some contracts in place let's get a schedule in place like let's make this a business because we had a business but i wasn't you know educated enough to understand how to take that from the garage to bigger. And one of the things I always ask people to kind of get them on board, let's say that, is a lot of folks chase their dreams but aren't prepared for when it arrives. Mm. And it's similar to what we were just talking about, what you were just saying with yours, is that if, like, you know, we talk to the students, they're like, oh, I want a million dollars. Okay, if I gave you a million dollars right now, what you gonna do? What you gonna do with it? What you gonna do with it? 
and they, nobody knows the answer. Yeah. Like it's like not only what are you gonna do with it, how do you how are you gonna keep it from going down to zero? Mm. And they don't know how to apply these certain things. So one thing I let people know is that, and Evan was talking about it as well, perseverance. Like it, you have to go through those bumps in the road, yeah. so that when you get that blessing that you're searching for, you're prepared to keep it and to grow it. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people we all know. I'm like, you get that check or you get whatever the blessing you're asking for, yeah. you get it and you fumble. I fumbled three bags, and I, I was like, it's like every time it's more money too. It's like <laughs> it's like more and more. And I'm like, next time I get it, I'm not gonna fumble that bag. Like next time I get it, so like now now that I. I mean, I'm in my, my latest bag. I think the the my family has helped it because I have I have to be disciplined mm -hmm. because I have, I have like my soldiers underneath me that I'm, I'm training you know to be better than me. Mm -hmm. So I, ha I have to be disciplined. Before it was just like, oh I got this bag like let, let, <laughs> let's go yeah, yeah. yeah like let's, let's go and like you know you don't I always I always give people this advice. I had a buddy, um, I'm not gonna say his name on, on the camera, but he got hit by a car. He didn't get hurt, but he got a nice big check mm -hmm. for him. And he's a he works a nine to five job, part time, by choice. Um, so he could do a thing on the side, but the check was about a hundred K. He only make two, three thousand a month in his job. So I told him, I was like, bro, take three months of your paycheck and go do whatever you want. Whatever you want, whatever you need to do, go do whatever you want and get it out your system. <laughs> the rest of it, you got to go invest, buy a property, put some investments up, mm -hmm. do something. And like every time he posts, like he bought a car, I call, I call, I'll call him now and be like, bro, what are you doing? Like, did you call the mortgage broker yet? Like, what's going on? You know, and then, you know, and, it's, and I'm, I'm always on my my friends about that because I get it. You gotta have fun, especially when you, you don't have money and you wanna you wanna buy your toys, you know whatever whatever that is, you know get that out to your system, mm -hmm. cause then you realize how unsatisfactory it is. Like mm -hmm. it, it, it's it, real quick. yeah, it dies real quick. So you get it out your way, you understand. I didn't enjoy that, and I and I learned that lesson through my <laughs> my kids. Like my daughter, she left her twenty dollars at home, and we was going to Target. And she was saving, she saves up her money to go horseback riding. So she has to, the money she makes, she has to apply it to her lessons. So she knows, so if you want to go, you better save that money. Yeah. So we go to Target and she saw something she really wanted. And she was like, dad, can I have this? I was like, nah, you don't got your money on you. She was like, but I'll pay you back. I was like, but what about horseback riding? She was like, nah. And then she was like, well, I'll give you $25. She was five dollars over the thing. I was like, so you gonna give me interest back? And it was like my first like credit moment. I was like, wow, like she really, she really doing this. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, I, and I gave her the scenarios. I'm like, look, you can get your your instant gratification right now, and like buy what you need out of Target, mm -hmm. and then you are gonna go home, and then that's it. Or you can save the twenty dollars. And I'll give you another five dollars, and you can use it towards your horseback riding. Mm -hmm. She chose to give me the loan. She chose the loan. <laughs> she gave her the option. Yeah, I gave her the option. I, I taught her. She chose the loan. Yeah. The loan, right? And she um, later on, she learned and was like, oh, "I should have saved the money because when it came up to pay up for the horseback riding, she was short." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "I'm not gonna. I'll give you a loan." 
for it, but I'm not gonna give you the money. Yeah. You know, remember that twenty five dollars? Yeah, now you're yeah. dead to me. And like it was my, it was her first lesson. And like, then I was like, okay, she she just doesn't understand the financial literacy. Like she's in the world where it's like, I want, I want, I want, I want. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, but not like how I'm gonna get it. You know how I'm gonna do it. And that was the interesting perspective for me to teach her. So then I started applying that to my friends, like, cause you want, you want, you want, but you gotta be in a position to mentally understand what you're gonna do with it. You could, you could just, you could just lose it. Like it could just go away. Um, a lot of people think that it won't also. They think that once you get it, like you've arrived. We talk, I fumbled a couple of bags myself. You yeah. know, I feel like it comes with the territory. One thing I want to say, and you talked about, it, it's just a thought that came up when you were talking about like, you're a little more responsible now because you have a family, you have to be a little more disciplined. Um, I don't have kids yet, we're working on it, but I ain't got them yet. Yeah. One thing I've realized about my family, my friends, and just everybody that's kind of poured into me, I've changed the way that I behave and handle things because I think I owe it to everybody to be my best self in every Mm -hmm. opportunity that I can. And that comes with the spiritual, that comes with the mental, the physical, the financial and everything like that. Because if somebody calls on you on that day when they need you the most and you're not at your best and you might have let them down, just you could have saved their life in that moment. And I've dedicated myself because I've been up and been real down yeah. too, you know what yeah. I'm saying? To be like, look, bro, like you're here, you got an opportunity. If somebody calls you at any point in time, can you deliver your best self? Yeah. The only way you can do that is by working on that internal piece of yourself. So, and, and a lot of times it comes when we get forced externally, when your family comes in or when you just really just shit out of luck at the bottom, yeah. you know what I'm saying, guy? And you have no choice but to, to struggle and figure it out. but. I think we all have those responsibilities to people around us and to the people to ourselves to to put in that work to be consistent to say if it comes I ain't gonna lose it this time and if you lose it this time hey, you got one more time to try it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How how do you um uh, I I forgot the term for it. It's not a survivor's remorse. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you how do you guys manage that? You know, when it's a certain time where it's like that person's just not getting it, you gotta cut them off. And it's like, damn, we've been boys for a minute. I think that this is just me personally. When it comes to that, you have to choose yourself. Yeah. Because when you get burned so many times in a capacity where you're putting yourself in positions to lose. Yeah it's not worth that relationship no more because you're growing separately and that's okay. Like I could still be somebody's friend. Yeah. Right. However, I can't now include you in my business dealings. Yeah. I cannot include you in certain outings or certain arenas where you could embarrass the situation that we're playing for keeps. So the cost is too high to have someone coming around fumbling the bag. Yeah. Maybe three lost bags ago, it was still like, yo, pull up, yeah. like, yeah, we're yeah, good. Yeah. But after you see the writing on the wall, it's like, no, 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 you don't get it. And that's okay. How, how'd, you, how'd you get, because you, you're in the music industry. Mm-hmm. So you're in the space where people are like, oh, it's fun, this and glamorous. And like, we don't even talk about music, like, in, in the industry, like, and, and, and that's our, our dynamic of our friendship. But 
how do you handle that with people in the past or people whatever just saying, hey, put me on, like, do this, like. <laughs> Man, yeah, all the time. From a capacity, it's like, even though I'm in the music industry, yeah. I'm not in the music industry. Yeah. Which is silly to say, yeah. but it's the truth because I don't operate in that world mm -hmm. how that world normally operates. Sure, I can walk into a lot of the spaces, mm -hmm. however, it's not my dream and passion to be the biggest executive or to sign the greatest superstar. Like, mm -hmm. I don't care about none of that. And I walk around like that and I talk it and I show it yeah. all the time. And I think that's probably like the reason why I'm just accepted because it's just like, he doesn't really care that much. Yeah. So like, it, it works. Yeah. Right? I have my own mission. Paces is the mission. Like, mm -hmm. I swear, that's at 50 years old, I'll be traveling the world speaking globally and helping people grow yeah that want to put in the work yeah in the music industry you'll see a lot of people say hey man i make beats all right i got 30 beats for you right now i'm like all right do you have all of the writers written down do you have your bmi do you have your publishing do you have this do you have your split sheets for the records and they're looking at me like i'm speaking a foreign language yeah, but i got these beats though but I, <laughs> but I got all these beats and i just get confused every time because i'm just like well, you need to go to his yeah, organization you need to go over learn there. something. You need to go learn something. And even when you point people to go learn, yeah. sometimes they don't go learn. Yeah. I have many videos online that is speaking on some of the stuff people are asking me. Yo, just go to the video. And when you have a question, here's my email or here's my number. Hit me up after you watch it. Don't waste my time with questions you can Google. <laughs> but even past that, I'm giving you my I'm, contact. Yeah. And you're still asking me the same question that I just said was in this particular. I mean, but that's the, that's the key to doing exactly what you said as far as kind of weaning people off. Yeah. Is what I've learned to do because I've had just as probably not maybe not as much as him, but just as many people come like, yo, bro, can you put me on? Can you do yeah. whatever? It's like, I'm going to give you the first step. And if you don't get past this first step, I'm not going to give you the second one. Every time you come back, we're going to talk about that same first step. Yeah. And eventually, like... I, I agree with you completely to say that not everybody has to be a business partner just because they're your friend. Mm -hmm. Like there's some people that I hang out with and do absolutely nothing but play video games. There's some people I go yeah. out to eat with and that's all we do. There's some people I talk business nonstop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's not good or bad or anything. It's just where our, our relationship best aligns. Yeah. And um, I think that life can teach people way better than I can. It can bring all the elements that needs to teach them the lesson that they need to in the time that they need to learn it. I don't have to attach myself to their outcome. Yeah. I can attach I can attach myself to what I can do for their outcome. So I'll do my part. I'll give you that first step and I'll give you with pure intention. If you do it, I guarantee you I'm gonna give you the second. Then I'm gonna give you the third and I'll walk you to the mm -hmm. promised land, right? I'll get you there because I can, but you got to take that first step. Yeah. And a lot of times we give these people, we expect people to take step one through five and we get disappointed when they don't. Yeah. And it's like, it's not, I learned this real early and it sounds terrible to say, but I learned it early in the you music. You're on camera. We're going to put it out there. <laughs> like 70 to 90% of people's dreams ain't going to come true. Nah, that's true. Because they're not, it takes a lot. They're not dedicated. Yeah, it takes a lot. It just takes yeah. a lot of everything. Dedication, perseverance, takes a lot of pain, struggle, sacrifice. Yeah. We all know what, it, what it's like. And not everybody wants to go, not everybody thinks that what they're going for is worth going through that. Mm. So that's not good or bad. Yeah. Like we have to fall on the scale somewhere, but 
when I realized that, when I realized that most people stuff ain't gonna go, yeah. it's like, well, let me give my give all I can to the people that will. I'll give it like we just said the first step, so I can say I did my part. Yeah. Because if I'm empowered to do so, I gotta do my part. Um, but you don't have to walk somebody to the finish line because what we just talked about fumbling bags when you get there What you gonna do if you didn't earn it? You earn it. Yeah, you didn't go through all those things and now you got it and you dropped it now You're gonna ask me again a year from now. Yeah, the same thing And now I'm just gonna like you a little bit less because we already <laughs> been here before. Yeah No, I've, I've had some I, I, I have a, a no fucks attitude like even when on my my Uber ride here, you know, I got, I got a soft spot for Uber drivers. I always ask them, you know, questions and, you know, what's they why, what are they doing, what they working on. Even my my driver that dropped me off to the airport, I just asked. Them, I was like, you know, what, what, why? What's your why? Like, what's your goals? What you doing? Obviously, you trying to make money. You know, you want to get out of it. Um, and he was explaining. I mean, basically, his answer came down to somebody's gonna you know you always need someone to you know help like help and i was like nah you don't you just gotta go get it mm -hmm. and then if you aligned then those people will be aligned with you and you find it like no one's gonna hand no one owes you nothing no one's gonna hand you nothing no one's gonna give you nothing and if you ex if you have that mentality where you go get it mm -hmm. then you have your barrier but a lot of people are just like this and they think that it just it just falls in your hands you know and like i've i've you know one of my first business partners we kind of we had to split because we started our company together because his ideas were different than mine mm -hmm. you know when it's like i'm like gonna go get it he's waiting for it to come you know he's not showing up to meetings you know he's going to meetings as me in my name because I, I couldn't come mm -hmm. and the client don't know and he don't show up. A client calling me like, you're not here. And it's like, bro, the bag is there. You talk about fumble, fumble bags, like it's there. Like but they want to work with us. They're going to give us the money. So what's going on? And and it, and it like he wouldn't show up. And then he, it wouldn't even be no remorse on the excuse on why he didn't show up. Right. It's like, all right, so you're really not even helping the business grow. So what are we doing here? You know, and uh we kind of had a, a, a falling out over there. We haven't really been the same. We grew up together. Mm -hmm. You know, we haven't been the same since and, and haven't even reconciled that. And it's hard to, to one, I, I, I was just saying this earlier, like, and I'm trying to get the word help out of my vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't help you. I can't help you because that means I'm volunteering. Mm -hmm. And that means you may or may not want May, you, you're gonna choose my help. Like you're gonna pick and choose what I'm telling you. Like you give them the blueprint, and you know they don't do it. They want you to here hold my hand, Tori, walk me over to the promised land. Like, nah. Like I'm not, I, I can't help anymore at this age. I have to. I, I can. I can show you the blueprint because it's there, mm. and you can choose to take it if you decide to choose your choose it. And a lot of times people just they don't know what it takes you know and what it does so like i have this attitude um there's like so people are always constantly asking me you know how hey can you put me on a job how do i make some money what do i do and it's like when i break down it's like all right if you sell t-shirts like okay you sell t-shirts you you want to how much you need to make a month okay ten thousand dollars a month that's a, that's how much you want to make a month okay cool you know, what's it going to take you to do that? You, you put down the math. Okay, I got to sell 200 shirts a month. 
Okay, that's obtainable. Okay, you break that down in a day. I got to sell ten shirts a day. You know, get one day off. Mm -hmm. So, okay, what's that gonna take? You go outside, stand on a corner, and sell ten shirts. Walk into the barber shops. Walk into the mall. Walk to the beach. Walk to the tourist place, mm -hmm. and you sell them ten shirts. Like, and you stay there until you're done, mm -hmm. and you reach your quota. And then once you reach your quota, you do that every single day, then at the end of the day, you made your $10,000 a month. But you're not willing to do what it takes to do that. Like, crack dealers would stand on the corner as long as they can to make, to make that money. <laughs> so you're not willing to do, you're not really willing to do what it takes. You want a handout, and that's why most people don't make it mm. because they they don't want to make it in my opinion they just wanted to be to be handed to them mm -hmm. you know and you know we're adults now we're not kids so when you're a kid your your, your mom's gonna come make you a sandwich you know she's gonna come <laughs> help you out she's gonna come maybe clean up after you mm -hmm. as you get older some of those things get taken away you know and then you start taking care of yourself mm -hmm. and um a lot of adults don't want to do that you know, want to transition, transition to that. Um, so have you, have you guys experienced like a fallout with, with friends, with someone that you felt like you were close to because you, you wanted to help them get in, the, in your position? Mm-hmm. A couple times actually. <laughs> you want to go first? I know you got something too. What you want um, to When I think of it now, I don't even look at it as, like I don't, necessarily say I do business with friends anymore. Mm -hmm. I literally will separate the person's identity role mm -hmm. in whatever entity it is that I'm conducting. Yeah. Right? So on our way here, even though Tori is the Paces Operations Guidance Counselor, mm -hmm. that's not what he is today. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we haven't spoken on anything Paces mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. That's not his role today. He works for Delta, too. Mm -hmm. So if we're traveling, then he's a Delta employee. I may have a question. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like I literally take the cap off for whoever, whatever role this person is playing. For yeah. you right now, you're the entrepreneur enthusiast. Yeah. But I know you just from over there from Affluent Solutions. Yeah. I know you as an Uber driver. Yeah. I know you as a restaurant owner. Yeah. I know you as a space owner. Yeah. That's five different hats mm -hmm. for just one person. So like, and, and that's the beauty of me becoming a life coach. Yeah. I have so many experiences talking to so many different people and understanding them in certain ways that are so intimate that I could remove the identity. Got and it. Place another did, did one that, was it. that Was that in you or did you feel like it, it, you grew into it that? Developed. It yeah. developed because I had to realize how many of those hats I wear. Mm. I'm an uncle, I'm a nephew, I'm a son, I'm a grandson, I'm a, I'm a manager, I'm a mm -hmm. philanthropist, I'm a, I have 50,000 roles and hats that I could put on at any given moment. Yeah. And I have to switch them accordingly depending on who I'm dealing with. Yeah. Because you may know me from one world, you may know me from another world, and these people know me from a world y'all never even heard of. Yeah. But I'm excellent in, in almost all of these worlds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that takes a lot of energy to cycle those hats. Mm-hmm. So it's just a natural thing that I do now with other people. And I'm not saying that that's the easiest thing to do. It's taking yeah. a lot of development and yeah. understanding your personal role in the situation. That's right, that's real maturity. I mean, to be able to 
separate that. Like that's why I, like me and my wife can never do business together, like at all, because she don't like being told what to do. Mm. But when it comes for me and work, I'm I know what to do, and I'm like, right. this is this is how it is at home. Look, we got you got it. Like I'm I'm good. You know, <laughs> this spot is yours. You the, you the boss over here. Like I know how to be the employee. But when it comes to I'm a I'm gonna call it out if you're slipping in mm. work. Like I'm gonna call it out because I'm gonna call myself out. Right. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm gonna hold myself to a certain tier accountability. I've had to scale back because I get a little aggressive because I don't I don't have no remorse. Like it's like you giving me excuses, write it on the wall and, and let's deal with it. Mm -hmm. Let's have a solution. You know, that's why I came up with a fluent solution. Like solutions only. solutions only. You could tell me a hundred problems. They got solutions. Mm -hmm. Don't keep telling me problems. You know, and then so so I had to kind of tone back from that attitude of like like I'm I'm learning that too of not expecting that much more from people uh, allowing them the pace to grow. And I think my kids taught me this too, allowing them to grow within what they're doing and allow them to make mistakes and then identify what the mistake was so we cannot make that mistake again. Mm -hmm. um, that was that was something, I'm, I'm still developing that, mm -hmm. you know, now, because you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes, mm -hmm. like, instantly, you know. That's something I had to learn too, even with like some of the team members I work with is like, a lot of times, especially when, as you said, you know how things are supposed to go. We know, like, the excuses, the solution. We know all that, you, especially when you can see it from the outside looking in. But some people will come, for lack of better terms, come to work, mess up, but show that they're trying. That's yeah. all I need you to do, mm -hmm. is show that you're trying to get to it. Mm -hmm. And you might fumble here, can't fumble nothing too crazy now, uh, but responsibly grow. Yeah. That's, that's what you get, like you said, give them space to responsibly grow. Um, and that helped in, I can't say, I've had a couple fallings out with people over business. I won't necessarily say all of them were my friends, but I did have a business with my friends that fell out. Mm. Um, and it took a lot of maturity for me, similar to what Evan said, of separating what it is. Like, this, the one of the ones that's involved has been my friend for like years, like almost yeah. 15 years now. So it's like... Granted, our business didn't go. We, I, didn't, I would have preferred for us to have done this this way. Yeah, it didn't work out, but that's just business. It is what it is. I'm not gonna take it personally because I still do business. That business yeah. didn't work out, but I have this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. I know I can't even say I don't necessarily work with my friends anymore because what I've been thankful for is that my business partners have grown to be my friends. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it's, I think what Evan is saying is very important as far as just separating it out a little bit. Like, I don't have to take it personal that you didn't, for lack of better terms, live up to my expectations. Because yeah. who, who am I to have expectations well, yeah. of you yeah. this way? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, succeed in what you want to succeed in. I'm going to succeed in what I want to succeed in. And if it aligns, great. If it don't, cool. You're still my boy. Yeah. As long as it's not, you know, negligent, disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Like, the other stuff, business is business. Yeah. And it... We treat it like our babies because it's personal, especially if it's your like brainchild. You put all this time into yeah. it and energy, but you know it's it's gonna go the way it's supposed to go every single time. And I'd much rather find out on the front end that we're not meant to be business partners than on the back end when it's really you know what I'm saying when it's real money on the table or yeah. you know we years down the line and now I'm like oh now we fucking up. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'd rather I'd rather take my L's on the front. It's cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, that's that's a fact. That's a fact. I, I one thing that helped me too was having systems in place, right? Mm -hmm. And like I tell people like I, I friends come to me for advice and when they're going in business together, 
like it's like almost like therapy. And when I, and, I, and I'm and I'm talking, I'm like, look, you guys, you have this role, you have this role, like don't be catty because she's not doing this or he's not doing this. Is that their role? Mm -hmm. If it's not their role, then you can't be upset. And if you didn't set expectations for that role, you really can't be <laughs> upset because mm -hmm. there was no expectations. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you have to have everything has to be me measurable and, you know, tangible. Um, it's your role in Paces. Mm -hmm. Are you asking? I'm asking about your role in Paces. Uh it probably operations and logistics yeah. how it works in real life is that a lot of times Evan will come up with a very grand visionary idea and I say okay well this works this don't work this how this gonna have to go like and it, we've grown over time similar to what you what you were saying how you're a little more aggressive a little more yeah. before like I'm all about does it work or does it not work yep. all the other stuff doesn't matter so even in our work relationship he'll fully bake his plan before he brings it to me because he knows all I'm going to do is start poking holes in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's that annoying. How's it not going to work? So that's how it works is just bringing the logistics and the operations more of the detailed pieces of yeah. like I know this is where we're going well this is how we can make it work and this is maybe some things that we didn't consider yeah. in, in actually pulling it off. So it, it works out in that type of balance. He's the, we talk about disc assessment. He's the I, uh, D all the way. I'm the SC, which is basically he's, he leads it. He's the, the artist, the face, the personality, the visionary and all. And I'm on the, the support side and the, the, it's conscientious, but like detail oriented. Yeah. So it balances out pretty well in that way. Where did, did that come? Was that always there? As far as- Was he always detail oriented, mom? <laughs> yeah, that was always there. Yeah. I think that's why naturally, like again, and this was we were working together before I became a certified life coach. Yeah. In pretty much the same capacity. Yeah. But after I became a life coach and understood the assessment the way that I do, understanding his strengths and my strengths and balancing them, the flow just became a lot more effortless. Yeah. Because it's like without us needing to communicate, I understand what he needs from me to look at it a certain way and, yeah. and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Whereas yeah. before, there would be a lot more like, man, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, because yeah. I come from a different segment than he does yeah. naturally. Mm -hmm. So I had to get on his level and think like, okay, well, if he's conscientious and a high C, yeah. I need to give more detail because he doesn't even understand what I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> because I move so fast yep. and he moves so slow. Yeah. Opposite ends of the spectrum. So it's just like I'm having to speed him up. Like, look, you don't need yeah. to look at this no more because here's the facts. Here's the location. Here's the this. This is already done. Transportation is this. Now what? Now what? Yeah. He's still going to find holes. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. There's still going to be little holes. But now it's like he knows that I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah. And he can respect it enough to give his all in that. Yeah. You know, my, my mom used to always tell me, um, well, not my mom, people would tell me to slow down because they didn't understand what I was saying. Mm -hmm. And my mom, she's an educator, and she would always tell me, you know, you gotta say what you're gonna say, and you gotta say it in a way where people understand it, mm -hmm. because you're, you're, you're saying it in a complex way, mm -hmm. and not everyone's gonna understand. And 
now I'm at the point where if you don't understand, it is what it, it is. is. <laughs> it is what it is. Like, I'm like, it is what it is. Like, I, I never, I never really grasped that. Like, I, I have to even tell my wife now. She's like, can you slow down? I'm like, can you speed up? You know, <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm like on that, but. But because she knows me, I can be at my same pace and give it to her, and then she'll break it down and under, understand that. Like it's important in business, right? Like so, it's like it's not about slowing down. though. it's about having someone to understand your pace and you bring it to them and say, "This is how this is gonna work," you know. And then you, like you said, you gotta poke them holes into it, you know. And um, everything you guys are doing at Paces is is dope, you know, because it's a process that needs to be told. Um, it's a process that needs to be in, in, in place. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to remember my acronyms right now. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember it. It's been a long, 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 long thing, but we got P for- Passion. Passion. Go ahead, and get the formula, dog. <laughs> a, a is for action. Mm -hmm. C is courage. Mm -hmm. E is energy, and that's the pace. Mm -hmm. And then all of those together equal the S, which is success. Yep, yep. Okay. <clears throat> and now I gotta get my my pace and shirt so I can wear the the merch everywhere um, <laughs> and get it out there. So we going to the DR. Mm -hmm. I got it right this time on <laughs> April April twenty seventh. Why should people come? Why should they tap in? Oh man, if you, if you want to learn more about yourself <clears throat> and learn more about how to actually take care of yourself from a self-care standpoint, give back, be around great people in a great vibe and environment and grow, it's going to be the place for you. Mm -hmm. I would say if there's if there is a better you that you think is on the, the other side of an action that you haven't taken, yeah. this is the time to try it, to, to go do something, to go say, you know what? I know that I can do better. I might not know how, but I'm just going to take a step. Like you said earlier, sometimes you just got to go. You just got to go. Um, and being in a, even for me, as somebody that's part of the organization, being around people that are looking to inspire, looking to better themselves, have yeah. something to offer you, opening, like open, welcome arms, you know what I'm saying? A, a place where you can come and feel safe to grow. Mm -hmm. That's all we're looking for. And then giving you the systems to do it. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the big question because we could have had this conversation in Atlanta mm -hmm. but we, we came to the UK I know you're here for work I'm here for workshop then you can't came mm -hmm. you know but the idea of us being out here and then going to be able to see new things what is the importance of being able to be away and have these conversations with people away from your, your backyard away from home and to get away and be around people that are like minded from my standpoint, it's the global perspective, Yeah. <clears throat> right? So we could have had this conversation in Atlanta. However, we're in a different mindset, in a different environment yep. right now, you know? So that's exactly why these international retreats yeah. take you away from home. Yeah. To put you in an element where you have to learn, where you mm -hmm. have to grow, where you have to see certain things and do things differently. Yeah. And that's why I enjoy traveling so much because those senses, I'm always picking up and learning new things. Yeah. When you stop learning, you stop growing. It forces new perspective. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's inherent with growth and change 
is putting yourself into a space where you have no choice but to change your perspective. Yeah. Um, the first time that I went out the country and came back, I saw just how closed-minded I was, even though I thought I wasn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Just because of the, the society that we as Americans live in, you yeah. only see a certain side of other pieces of the world. But when you come back in, it's like life makes a little more sense to you. And you mm -hmm. also realize that the world is a lot bigger, but it's also the human experience is a lot smaller. Yeah. So like being able to like you were, you were talking about having some some of your French partners earlier, mm -hmm. like realizing that we're all the same. We might talk different. We might speak different languages, et cetera, et cetera. But we literally all are dealing with the same things. Yeah. So it helps in elevating what we're doing because. At the end of the day, we're trying to help, uh, maybe not help each other, we're trying to guide, guide each other. Guide each other. Right? Yeah. Take a help out yeah. the yeah. Trying to guide each other. And it was important for me to be here, I mean, literally just for that, to to take a step out of what you normally do, what you normally know, the way you normally do things, because the only way you're going to do new things is to do new things. Yeah. No, nah, that's 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 real. So how can, how can they find the retreat? How can they go? How can they be a part of the Pacers journey? Because I missed the last one, but I'm not missing this one. I'm excited for this one, and we need more people to continue to tap in. So how can they find it? So you could check it out on retreat.pacesworldwide.com for more information, or you could find us on Instagram, paces.worldwide. DM us. We'll give you all the information you need. I'll drop a link somewhere on a video. Yeah. The link. I'm supposed to be like, drop the link. Drop the link. Drop the link right here. So, yeah, man, it's an episode of Entrepreneur Enthusiast, the UK edition. Yeah. Um, which was a dope episode. And um, I hope we could continue to have these conversations uh, more and more, you know, in different continents. Like, I don't even want to talk to y'all in the States. We can talk, you know, other places <laughs> yeah. and just ha have, these, have these conversations and get stuff done. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Entrepreneur Enthusiast. If you haven't already, Get the paces, <laughs> the link, but um, get your entrepreneur toolkit, you know, download that. If you're looking, striving to be an entrepreneur, you got to have a toolkit to understand how do you get the next step. And we got that for you. So just subscribe, joeluckin.com. And thank you guys for tuning in. Mm -hmm.